Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me as always is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Catch me in five minutes, I'll smell like hard liquor. <laughs> and the fantastic Chris Randazzo. Santa Claus is coming to the Lakeside Mall. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. We are in the month of December, so we have decided to do all Christmas all month. Uh, I got the first pick, so I decided we're going to do Married with Children, Season 2, Episode 13, You Better Watch Out. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We'll watch it. Maybe we'll like it. Here's hoping. So, my pick. As I was saying last week... When Christmas, like when we do these themed episodes, there's usually a lot of options. Christmas is by far the worst because there are so many options and so many good options. I'm like eight or nine, I think, was my list after whittling it down from like 15. And (laughs) I felt I wanted to do this because I feel like we've spoken about like we have, I don't know, glaze over married with children and how much we have liked it and we really have never spoken about it this episode is classic married with children i mean this is back when when uh, like katie seagal was like the ditziest that she ever was and and christina applegate was as smart as she was in the show yeah this was before they really um took a lot of the characters to more cartoony lengths. You know, it was still sort of based in reality. Yeah, well, like, like, but, like, I think Peggy went the other way. Like, Peggy became mildly more realistic as the show progressed. I'm not saying she became, like, perfect. <laughs> no, by I mean, they, they started to delve into her weird you know backstory with her weirdo family and her hair kept getting bigger her outfits kept getting more exaggerated and she had she eventually developed that signature walk of hers where she'd like wiggle her arms real weird and she did that in this episode in this episode and i forgot about that until i saw it i'm like wow it was like the prototype version (laughs) of, of that that was like when she was still figuring out that walk because like by season seven or eight like She's got that very, very specific T-Rex arms wiggling around walk <laughs> going on. They, they definitely exaggerated her character a lot. Like, you know, the, oh, the, the bonbons on the couch and really just the the overall, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, lack of respect for human life. 
<laughs> that she carried. I was really uh, surprised by how um, conservative her outfit was in this episode. I was, was like, yeah. wow, this is pretty early on. There's like no cleavage. There's yeah, mm-hmm. no, no. Everything was very high. No animal prints. No animal prints. I mean, as a as a Christmas episode goes, this is like I. If I'm not mistaken, this had a a disclaimer at the beginning of it. It did, yeah. Which yeah. is fantastic. Um, in this episode, it, like it's it fully encompasses all that the Bundys are and how they make th- the best of a situation. It sort of works out for them in the end because you know, dead Santa's sack of coupons or got gift certificates falls off the roof it's like yes i understand that it is a sitcom and it is funny and it is supposed to be unrealistic but as i watched the show i fully believe that this is a possibility for this family that a a a skydiving santa claus if it was to if if it was to hit any house it would be the bundy's house and, and during their their Christmas meal of you know, pizza, which is <laughs> we're trying to have a Christmas dinner here. What do you want me to do? Quit eating? <laughs> when when Marcy is freaking out on the couch, going, "Oh my god, oh my god!" and Peg's response to that was, "It could be worse. He could have landed on the picket fence." <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. Like I, I, this show is surprisingly quick. A lot of the jokes hit. A lot of them miss. I mean, there's a bunch that miss. But all in all, I, it, it was, it was a, it was a fond revisiting for me. Like I enjoyed watching this episode. It in no way, shape, or form made me want to go. I think I got to do a rewatch of the Married with Children. But it was, it that's, was. That's a commitment, right there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Um, but it was. It, Seeing this episode just it was enough. It was like, yeah, I'm good. This 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 is the Christmas episode. I got every bit of the the every interaction that possibly could have happened. It's it it, it summed up the Bundys pretty well, in my opinion. This show was from that era when like Fox first started out, mm-hmm. and that they were supposed to be the like, you know, I guess Gen X the answer to like all the wholesome family sitcoms that you would see on uh, every um, other channel and every other network. (laughs) Exactly. So like you had, you had the Roseanne around the same time and that was ABC and their kind of take on the sitcom was like, this is a family. (laughs) They're kind of lower class. They have things hard. They still, you know, they make crude jokes and everything, but they still make the best of it. And, they, you know, everybody's happy, even if they're not, you know, well, you see, they're, they're not well off. This family, <laughs> uh, like, this is the Fox version of that, where it's like, everything sucks for these people. No one gives a flying crap. Uh, everybody says exactly what they feel on their mind. And it was sort of like, this is how we all feel sometimes, like, when t- stuff's not going well for us. This is how we feel. We just don't always like say it out loud, and that's, I think, what made this show like kind of stand out. It, absolutely, because if I'm not mistaken, um, this show came out before Roseanne, and Roseanne at, at one point in time gave credit for like that door being opened for them mm-hmm. by this show, and like 
no matter what happened in Roseanne, you felt that they were a family. Right. In this show, not so much. It's no. like they're like sort of like roommates. <laughs> Don't really they're, like and each other. <laughs> and they're kind of like everybody's out for themselves too. I mean, occasionally like <laughs> the one or two of them will team up with someone else to, against another member of the family, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, they're they're the only time you see them band together is when it is against someone most of the time mostly al well i'm even saying like even when al joins in it's against the darcy's or the outside like anybody who has it better than them (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the guy who like oh did you pick out the christmas tree yeah we're gonna take the one from the guy down the street it's got a lot of throws it out (laughs) it's i it's a fun trip down memory lane like i don't think i could I don't want to say stomach a full rewatch of this like but it is like when you sit back yes it is funny but it is like mildly depressing for these people like they I I don't remember them ever catching a true break it's not like at the end of the show they were like yeah and every you know he wins a million dollars or something like that like they were the 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 bottom of the barrel for the entirety of the show mm-hmm. and I don't what how how long did this show last? Thirteen, some long time, a, a ridiculous amount of seasons, and they oh. never. Well, that's not true. They did they they brought in a kid at one point in time. Like they did their their shark jumping. Oh yeah, they had the the dog was talked in one episode. Yeah, but I'm okay with that because <laughs> <laughs> Buck, right? Buck, yeah. The dog, yeah, like he was a true. Like even he had jokes. In this, when the camera turns and it's the Darcy sitting on the couch and Buck is sitting there with like right in between them with the shoe in his mouth, like that made me chuckle. Like that was funny, and it was it was a dog portraying a joke. Like that was that was his, you know, gift to the episode. It, I, I don't know. I never really thought anything bad about this show. It's just it is what it is, and you just have to either take it or leave it. I'll take it. Uh, Al reminds me a little bit of my dad. I mean, he was never as bad as, you know, as as, as, he was never a a bad dad like Al's kind of a bad dad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the kind of like, leave me alone. I want to have a beer. I just want to relax. He did the hand down the pants thing like pretty much everybody's dad does. Right. Yeah. It's it's, Uh, it's a staple. (laughs) I have fond memories of uh, being a little kid and getting in trouble for uh sneaking out of bed after my bedtime and trying to watch this show from like behind the couch without my parents noticing which yeah, that never works. is a thing like <laughs> i know like i can't wait until our kids try that crap and we have to sit there and pretend like we don't see them for a minute just for our own amusement what and you know it's, it's funny that like you say he's a bad dad and it's true he is a bad dad but within this episode like he spends like I don't know, a number of minutes talking to the children about be nice to this family, like mm-hmm. like he was in a weird sort of way in his own method looking out for him and his troop, and mm-hmm. that. Well, I mean, that's one of the defining f- facts factors of this show is is the that 
what made the part of what made this show special, uh, especially in the earlier seasons, was part of what made The Simpsons special in when it was uh, at its best. Is that ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's barely based in reality. It's goofy. It's it's strange. It's borderline offensive in in many occasions. You yep. know, way more so than The Simpsons ever were. But then you'd get the episode where um, the car was stolen. And um, his his Dodge that he loved so much, his Dodge was stolen. And, um, you know, he reported that there was like a, you know, the Mona Lisa was in the back as well as a salami that he had been aging. He really wanted the members of a salami. But at the end of the episode, uh, he gets the car back and he goes through it to make sure that everything that he cared about was in his trunk. And one of the things he cared about was a picture of his family. Oh, so like, I forgot that. The, there's a ton of these little moments throughout, especially the beginning of, of the series, like maybe the first half or so before it went totally off the rails into cartoon town um <coughs> where they would just bring these small endearing moments where mostly al but occasionally the other members of the family would show that they do actually care about each other because they're a family mm-hmm. and again it's mostly al that that happens with where you know he's the one that really does love his family but um you know, like I'm just blood. remembering, if like, if like the the comment of if I knew how to get rid of the the kids, I wouldn't have <laughs> these two. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, I there's there's definitely points in the series where Bud will stand up for Kelly behind her back. Mm-hmm. You know, like they'll he'll say terrible things to her face all the time, but as soon as somebody else starts, you know, giving her problems, then he'll stand up for her. And same thing goes with Kelly towards Bud. Mm-hmm. Peggy, I I can't remember any particular instances where Peggy's the one who actually shows any actual love for her family but well she's sort of always on the it's like her and the kids versus al like she yeah. always sort of gangs up with the kids which is fine you know she's Mother the one who love. always initiates thank your father kids <laughs> thanks, thanks dad, dad. <laughs> i remember there was an episode where there was a uh, a boyfriend or a, a date of sorts for kelly and he just it was just inappropriate or something happens where Al has to politely ask him to leave, and he repeatedly slams him into the door. Uh huh. Like, yeah, I remember uh, that. Like that. That showed his his fatherliness. Like even though, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. But listen, like you you hurt my family. I'm allowed to hurt my family. You're not. And, yeah. Nobody picks on my brother but me. Right. Then that's the that's that was the whole mindset of of this troop and. You know, it it shows, and like this this episode ended on a on a high note where they, you know, they got that bag of gift certificates or whatever they were, and they were going to go take down the man that has ruined his life. So I thought mom was doing that. <laughs> that 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 line. Oh my god, I was drinking water when he said that, and I almost spit it all over the place. <laughs> it. It's a, it's a, I, I can't think of another word to use other than a classic, but like this, this episode in particular truly shows what the Bundys are made of because no matter what they, they, they like, they climbed that mountain and you know, it was a shitty garbage filled mountain, but you know, they won at the end and it's like, it is a happy episode, <laughs> even though <laughs> The moment of silence for the flat man. That was funny. <laughs> that joyous, joyous flat man. So I as a start for our holiday season, I thought this was a pretty good pick. <laughs> uh guys, can I get a woe bundy? 
Whoa, <laughs> oh man remember no ma'am right no ma'am yes yeah i remember no ma'am <laughs> oh. see that's that that's what i'm talking about where things started to go pretty far off the the realism rails <laughs> yeah what at what point in time okay so the darcy's split and she yeah. gets she gets another husband or boyfriend or whatever jefferson, jefferson. darcy jefferson jefferson darcy was that? Didn't yeah, Steve take... Rhodes is who she's married to now. Oh. Yeah. She's not Marcy Darcy until she marries Jefferson Darcy. Oh, that's John C. McGinley. No, not John C. McGinley. What the hell's his name? The guy, the show ruiner. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what his my name. point was. Show killer. Ted Ted McGinley. Ted that's McGinley. McGinley yes. yes. Whenever that guy showed up to do a, a, a show, the show is bound <laughs> to fail. Which is so funny because he was on Married with Children for like 13 years. Yeah, it was a ridiculously <laughs> long time. Like, ah, good stuff. Yeah, later on, we get the whole crew from his job. It's, it, it was truly cartoony, but in the best possible ways. So there you have it, folks. Our first episode for the Christmas season. <laughs> good show. Good pick. Thank you. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. We know what you're thinking. Wasn't there a new Mutants Musings last week? You're not wrong. But as a special holiday gift from Jonathan and Patty to you, they're giving you a new episode every week this month. And they aren't just any old episodes. They're special ones. What makes them so special? You'll have to listen to find out. Don't miss Mutant Musings Special, Favorite Stories, Part 1. Super Mario Bros. 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System is a classic in every sense of the word, especially its music. So Matt and myself spent some quality time with its soundtrack this week, and we're sharing our thoughts with all of you. But we didn't stop there, because Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic is a thing, and if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, you're definitely going to want to tune in to Wayback Episode 69, Super Mario Bros. 2, and Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic. The new season of Doctor Who has come to a close, and it did so with some high-stakes action, some character-testing moments, and a returning villain, but probably not the one you were expecting. It's been a very interesting season for Doctor Who, and I've got a lot of thoughts to share on the subject, so be sure to check out the season finale of Time and Relative Dimension in Spoilers, The Battle of Ranskor Avkolos. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's talk some news. First up, from BroadwayWorld.com, video for the, the, the trailer for BBC's Les Miserables series. It's very well done there, Evan. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you. Les Miserables. Les um, Miserables. <laughs> uh, this looks really good. I, I have, like, no basis, really. I mean, I've seen some of the movie, like the, the, the American one with... Um, Wolverine and, and Gladiator. Um, <laughs> Wolverine and Gladiator, get out of here. <laughs> but, Karen, I'm assuming, like, you posted this, right? I can only see it. We'd be saying yes. so. How does, how does it look to you? Um, It's a little weird. Oh. Um, <laughs> It's fine. Like, it's, it's, I think it's going to 
probably be good, but it is weird to me um, because I am a huge fan of the musical, and there's it's this isn't a musical; it's just a a straight dramatic okay. interpretation of the story, which is fine. Because originally the source material is not a musical; it's a book. Um, there was no music they, they originally, they so print. there was no music in the book. <laughs> there was no music in the book. <laughs> um, so, like, that's fine. But I'm so used to the musical version between the movie that you mentioned and, like, I have <laughs> the movie. I have I the original Broadway. <laughs> I have not the Broadway cast. I have the original London cast recording so memorized in my head that when I hear other versions of the same songs, I'm like, that's not right. That's a little different. They changed a word. They sang a note different. Like, that's how well I know the uh, little London Crow cast recording. <laughs> um, they should never so, let Russell Crowe sing. <laughs> yeah, Russell Crowe should not be singing anything, by the way. Um, but... So it's weird to me that there's no music, but it does look like it's going to be good. And I'm sure once I see it, you know, then I'll be like, this is great. Um, but yeah, where's the music? <laughs> <laughs> where's my music? So um, it's just, I don't remember. I don't want to start it. Did it say when? It just is coming soon to PBS. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Well, Probably uh, early next year, I would think. Yeah. When we, when we get any more information, we'll pass it along. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so this is the first of a slew of Doctor Who bits Listen. we'll be talking about today, Karen. Um, this is not news. This is this is our gift to you for the holiday season. It is a link to a video for the Doctor Who Yule Log. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it's over an hour and a half long. I like, think so, yeah. Like hour 45-ish. Um <laughs> I I'm just disappointed it's not called the Hula Log. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> okay, so it is your standard Yule Log every once in a while. The TARDIS shows up outside. Uh, the Doctor... I, it, I don't know for sure, but I'm just assuming, because from what I saw, she walks to the fire, does that hand rubby thing to get warm, and then walks out, and you don't see that it's who it is. It's like it. It's from the back. yeah, but yeah, but I mean, given the profile, <laughs> the coat, the hair, you can tell it's her. Right. It's supposed to be her. Oh, well, I mean, it's obviously not her. her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So there you but go. Wouldn't it be funny if it was? <laughs> <laughs> like Jody Whittaker's. Yeah. Like I got nothing better to do. Let's do this. <laughs> like they just did it on set one day. They're like, "Could you walk by here and just warm up your hands for a second? Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, and they just keep looping it over and over again. So, that's for you, people. Enjoy your Yuletime merriment with. A, 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 a if you take a really cute, close look at it, it's pretty cute. There's um, there's Tardises on the plate that the that the cookies are on. There's a, a string her, of Tardises on the uh, fireplace, like, uh, right? On the mantle, yeah. The uh, decorations on the stockings are in Gallifreyan. Oh, I didn't. Okay. And uh, you can see her Sonic on the table too. It's. It's cute. So, it's a lot of little nice little details for, you know, if you're a Yule Log type of person, this is, and you're a Whovian, then this is your... This is right up your alley. Cup of tea. <laughs> wow. Cup of eggnog, as they say. Yep. There you go. That And that's brought to us from BBC America, shockingly enough. Um, you know, I got to just throw this story in there because it always makes me laugh. Okay. So a couple of years ago for Christmas, um, 
my parents had moved into their their new house and they have a fireplace and my mom was really excited to have us all over for christmas morning and have a fire going to the fireplace and so we show up and we're having a good time and then my sister shows up and we've got the fire roaring in the fireplace and then my sister walks right past the fire grabs the tv remote and says oh we gotta put the yule log on and we're like jess there's a literal fire in a fireplace right next to you (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm sorry. She really loves TV. She really loves TV. She'd rather watch what's actually happening in front of her on a screen. (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, All right. She doesn't listen to this show. (laughs) Next up from EW.com. The Good Place has been renewed for season four. Yay. Yay. Are you guys caught up at all? Yes. Uh, Yeah, completely. Okay. I have. I am waiting till it's. All done because this show is very bingeable. How is 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 the magic still happening? Oh yeah, it's just very different magic, just like season two was to season one. Mm-hmm. Wait, or is there? Or you still we're not in season two? This right? is no, this is three. This is three. Yeah, just like season two was to season one. Season three is wildly different yet again. And it's, it, but still, like, because that was the thing. It was wildly different, but it's still like it held its own as. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. Anytime that you think you've got, you figure out what's going on, or like, all right, maybe I don't know, maybe I don't really like the direction this is going. It's the second you start thinking that, the show will be like, oh yeah, yeah, you Purple. think so? <laughs> Welcome to Awesome Town. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Us. Still one of the best shows on TV. Um, and if you like the show, you really should listen to the Good Place the podcast. Um, it's hosted by Mark Evan Jackson, who plays Sean. Uh, who is a great voice for radio, and uh, you get a lot of like background. It's it's like watching a commentary, basically. Nice. Um, <laughs> then, like, I forget what happened, but oh, like I will listen to it, and then I'll remember things like something that was in the podcast previously will come up on in a new episode that we're watching and I'll pause and I'll tell Chris like, Oh, I heard this thing about that thing. And he's like, Oh, it's like watching them with the DVD commentary on. <laughs> you sitting next to me. It's I don't know like, if that's a, I don't know like if that's a compliment, a uh, complaint or a, uh, or what. It's a thing. How's that? Good enough. But it, it's fun, <laughs> fun little tidbits in that podcast. I know I'm not supposed to talk about other podcasts. Oh, Sorry. Share the love. If you enjoy it, I'm sure someone else will too. All right, moving on. Um, I don't know who who is Tor dot com. Uh, That's the book. Webs. That's yeah. Okay, the book company. Got it. Um, from Tor dot com, American Gods season two will premiere on March 10th. So there we go. We got some imagery. The uh, season two poster. It looks good. I mean. Have you got? Have you made it through this show? No, not not. I have not fully made it through season one. I can't remember when I stopped. I had watched a bunch of the episodes while. I, oh Jesus! It was like the beginning of this year, so I don't know how far I made it. But I I do fully intend to catch up before season two comes out because I did enjoy what I was watching. Yeah, me too. I, I I still haven't finished the first season, and it's only like what eight episodes or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's like a that. short one, but they're long episodes, so and you really have to pay attention. Yes, yes, you do. Um, for those that have it, the Stars app will will be 
showing the you know the whole we'll have the the whole first season available and if i'm not mistaken was this they said uh yes stars the actual channel will be doing a marathon of season one starting on december 29th at 3 p.m so those you know those of you that have stars you know because you got hbo and they threw stars in there with it you can watch all of season one via marathon all right um from variety.com the noms are in nom 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 golden globe nominations have been announced um we will put a link up for all of them i'm just gonna look at the the television show listings because that's what we do here and there's a bunch of shows here that i have not partaken in but some that i'm really glad to see that are on this list like killing eve Good choice. Killing Eve, yes. Uh, marvelous, the marvelous Miss Maisel. Yes. Maisel, I can't. I have Maisel. Yeah. Maisel. That's a good, a good place. That's like a lot of good picks. Allison Brie got a, a nomination for Glow. Oddly, Candace Bergen for Murphy Brown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, none of us have seen it, right? So yeah. who knows? Maybe that's justified. So in in best performance by an actress in a television series, musical or comedy, you got Kristen Bell, Candace Bergen, Allison Brie, Rachel Braun, thank you, and Deborah Messing from Will and Grace. Like that's that's some heavy hitters. It is, and it's like a, a mix of old and new. Like because Murphy Brown and Will and Grace, those are like revivals. Like hey, let's let's churn out this machine again, and then three really good brand new shows as well so they're covering the gamut <clears throat> good good list anything in particular you want to comment on uh i wish i could but i was just reaching the point where i scrolled down the list to find the tv stuff and then my page reloaded fantastic so i don't know what to tell you <laughs> not a problem it happens uh moving on then from the nerdist nerdist.com we got an, a trailer for the the sabrina the chilling <laughs> okay it's the chilling adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, whatever. Uh, they're doing a holiday special. Yes, so, they're doing a winter solstice win- special. Win- winter solstice. Um, a midwinter's tale. So we got a trailer for it. Uh, I yet again, I haven't seen any of this, which I'm like regretting now because I have heard nothing but good things. It's and, super great. And especially from you, Karen. Jeez. Um, and this trailer is good. It looks good. It's a good trailer. Like, I I just have to find the time to sit down and watch this. So This is another short season, so. Yeah, and that see, and that's the problem. When I end up stopping, like for the day, <clears throat> I can get like an hour and then I'm hearing such good things about so many different things like i don't i i, I don't want to start it because i'll you know all right one more episode all right, one more episode mm-hmm. it'll be up to like two three o'clock in the morning and i can't do that I'm getting too old for that crap <laughs> but i i will spend the time um the sabrina special drops tomorrow as you are if you're listening to this on the day yeah, it's released december so. 14th See, we are talking about the future because we don't record on the 13th behind the curtain. HollywoodReporter.com. Um, okay. I I read this article 
and I don't know how I don't know how I feel about it. Um, <clears throat> I understand both sides, and the man was the, the man is being brought up like to to put it as simply as I possibly can. He's 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 being held to things that he said eight nine years ago and he is he is he is also a comedian and like i i i feel as if he, what he did was right he stepped down he said his apology but the fact that this has uproared like no, no none of this was said during like the jumanji release why not like i don't i don't understand it anything well i think you have a point that i don't know why um it this hasn't been a, a big deal before i guess in the community at large i've never been a big fan of this dude because i knew that his quote-unquote comedy was like that and you know that doesn't make me laugh um but his comedy is not it, like you just well, said, like that. I mean, not. I don't <laughs> mean his his comedy work product. I guess I mean his sense of humor. Like okay. if he thinks it's funny to call someone an fag, like he did in one of the tweets. Like okay, yeah, but that that that's... that but that tweet was in 2010, uh -huh. 2011. Okay, okay. He didn't do that yesterday, or he didn't do that last month, or last year, or seven years ago. The man could have possibly grown or, you know, been enlightened. I, I watched his last special. I thought it was funny. I don't remember anything like that. I just don't think the way he handled the situation was the best that he could possibly have done. What, what out of curiosity, what do you think he should have done? Um, well, you say he apologized, but it, it, he could have kept the hosting like i'm i'm confused about the details of the story because he that the the oscars said they gave him a choice to step down or apologize and now i'm seeing like that he did apologize but he also stepped down i'm very confused yes, about so, this so what what the academy did was gave him an ultimatum either you're you're not you have to apologize or you're not doing it and he mm -hmm. was like I'm I'm just not doing it. Like I you I don't want to like I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that situation. Then when he stepped down, he as a person apologized. Mm -hmm. Not because he was being told to apologize so that he could keep his job. No, I understand that. I I also I may not be in here, but I also read somewhere that he was had scrambled to delete all the offensive tweets. Which, I don't know. I don't know the, the order. I guess I don't know the order of events that the things happened. But it just, the way it went down didn't sit right with me. That's all I can say. Okay. Well, that's what it is. Um, <clears throat> Chris Hart. Chris Hart was supposed to be host. Oh, excuse me. Kevin Hart. Why am I saying Chris Hart? <laughs> Chris Hart. I think, Chris is a, Hart? I think he's a wrestler. Um, Kevin Hart was supposed to be the host for the Oscars this year. Um, he is no longer doing that uh, because 
I read the article. Tell us what you think. Um, there was a situation with some tweets and some inappropriate things that he said about the... He didn't even say it about the LGBT community. He said it about his family, and it was insensitive to the culture or, or, or to, that, to that community. And it was... I'm trying to gingerly step here because... It was it, it, things that were said a long time ago that are now being brought to light. Um, he has stepped down. He is not hosting. Um, an apology has been issued. And he didn't... His statement was he didn't want to be the reason for the attention for the Oscars. Like, he wanted the Oscars to be the reason. That's why he stepped down and... So be it. So I'm curious as to what you people think. Take a look at the article. Let us know how you feel about the situation. I have no feelings either way about the situation. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I've just been quiet for a while, and I had to come up with something to say, but I really don't care at all. <laughs> and I, it's, not so much about, it's not so much about Kevin Hart specifically. I'm just more curious about the whole, like, like, the situation or how like the, the 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 course of events has happened so i'm just you know interested i'm gonna move on mirror.com so now if i'm not mistaken karen correct me if i'm wrong mm. but when this doctor took over and yes. the showrunner took over yes they said there would be no old villains no this old. season uh, season's over. The New Year's special is the first episode of the next season, technically, if you want to go by IMDb standards. Okay. All right. Just like Capaldi's Christmas special was technically the first episode of this season. Okay. <coughs> so uh, they're rolling out the Dal- Daleks again. I have to overpronunciate that. Um, apparently, they're going to have a new look. <laughs> Maybe yeah. some new colorings, which would be nice. They love to make over the Daleks. That's they, they, what they, they do. They, yeah, and it's it's a it's a a lot of bronze. So, um, is it just them? Yeah, uh, last time, and then 2015, Capaldi. Da, da, da. Oh, oh. Video starting. Don't want to see the video. Uh, so for their New Year's Day special, that's at least part of the plot. <coughs> Yeah, I don't know entirely. We did see a, a little teaser trailer at the uh, close to the end of the finale. Um, they didn't say the word. They didn't say the word. And um, the mirror, I think if I have my, if I may be wrong, but I think the mirror is kind of a tabloid. So this may not, this may be more rumor than fact, but it makes a lot of sense. Um because the the what what they did say in the trailer for the New Year's special is a lot of like it's the Doctor's greatest enemy and dun, dun, dun. and, and they you know everything they said could very easily be attributed to the Daleks mm. and it's just kind of like yeah and then uh, Graham says well do they have a name and then the Doctor just stares intensely at the camera and then they you know it's the end of the trailer it's like um. Okay, Steve. so you're being really cute about it. So it's either the Daleks or you're going to piss a bunch of people off. Got it. Got it. All right. <laughs> Makes sense. So, all right. I, I'm interested to see. I got to 
I gotta catch up on the the doctor as well. My God, there's so much stuff to watch. All right, let's let's move on with our Doctor Who hour um, from the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> um, Jodie Whittaker is confirmed she will be returning as the Doctor for season twelve. Yeah, take that, Sur- you haters! Who surprising said she was no one gonna quit because she couldn't hack it. So there you go. She's loving it. She doesn't want to stop. It's not surprising at all. Um, I don't think it says it in this article. I guess I, for all the Doctor Who links I dropped on our feed this week, I think I failed to drop one that said. You can just maybe it's in this one. What are you trying? Just checking the next link really quick. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it says it in there. (laughs) What are you trying? What are you trying to say, Karen? I'm sure you remember it. You can just say it. Um, the New Year special is going to be the only Doctor Who next year. Yeah, that is somewhere here. It's somewhere in one of these. Somewhere in one of these, yeah. (laughs) So you get the New Year's special January 1st, and then we'll get season 12. In 2020. In 2020, 2020, which feels like the most futuristic thing I've ever said. (laughs) It's the future. So, yeah. We're going to get, and you know, that doesn't count. I'm not counting January 1st as like, no, it's still this. Once again, a whole year between seasons of Doctor Who or more. Well, with with that said, from RadioTimes.com, Doctor Who's New Year's special title has been revealed. But what does it mean? Um, (laughs) It's the title is Resolution. Yep. It mean it's a it's a word and it means a lot of different things. We won't fully understand what it means till we watch the episode. So there you go. Well, it better provide some re- resolution for something because you're gonna have to wait a long time for any further resolution beyond that. Wow, I totally missed these next couple of articles. Interesting. Um, so Stranger Things. Oh, this is from the Nerdist as well. That's why I reposted this, because I missed them. I see. Uh, Stranger Things Season 3 has revealed its episode <laughs> titles. Uh, mm-hmm. Cute little, you know, the title card, and it just runs through the episode titles. Um, Susie, do you copy? The Mole Rats, The Case of the Missing Lifeguard, The Sauna Test, The Source, The Birthday, The Bite, and... The Battle of Starcourt. So, this whole season is set to take place in 1985, if I'm not mistaken, is what they said. Very good year. Very good year. Phenomenal year. Remember as if it was yesterday. Um, and it is approximately, puts it about half a year after the events of season two. So, there you go. What what would today? Oh, it was Back to the Future and stuff like that, right? That yeah, was this year. Yeah, and Ghostbusters and whatnot. Yeah. So. Um, I I mean the the teaser is really nothing, but I, clicking clicking the play and hearing the theme song in my head got me really excited. <laughs> there you go. That's the point of it. It's it's that that feeling you get. So, all right, um, therap.com. Now, Karen, I'm gonna have to rely on you for this one because I did not. Read this. Patrick Stewart's Jean-Luc Picard Star Trek series will debut at the end of 2019. Do I need any more information than that? 
because that's like pretty much sums up the whole article. Yeah, I really don't think you do. I mean, okay, there's a new Star Trek show. Jean Luc is going to be in it. Exactly. Most of these things we've we already knew. We just didn't know when, and now we know when. And thanks for thanks for the whole article to tell us one thing. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Star Trek fans rejoice. Um, Rejoice in paying extra money for CBS All Access. (laughs) Um. Yeah. All right. Deadline.com. Viacom ramps up digital originals. <laughs> really? With laughing at salad and bad cramps via Comedy Central International. I don't know. I, this is another one that I, I, I missed. Um, <laughs> uh, these sound pretty great to me. They're all um, projects spearheaded by women. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Bad Cramps is a uh, is going to be like a series of shorts on their U- Comedy Central YouTube. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, Comedy Central UK YouTube. These are all international shows. Um, and then Laughing at Salad is a sketch series. Okay. Of with all, uh, I think all yeah, all female lineup. And then there's a third show in here. They mentioned Waiting. Which is a short form series, uh, all revolving around the concept of you know different scenarios of waiting for things. Oh, okay, not not the movie featuring Ryan Reynolds. No, which you know, bummer. But yeah, well, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> the the paragraph that mentions that show, it says you know the show which will begin in development in January is written by Ryan, and then there's a line break, and I went what? <laughs> like my brain just went Ryan Reynolds? Nope. It's the Ryan somebody else. Um, I I just like I know that they sound a little fun. The show titles in the headline sound a little funny. Bad, bad cramps and laughing at salad. Mm-hmm. But these these are things that are funny to women. Okay. Honestly, like yes, we need a comedy about having bad cramps and being able to talk about it without whatever. And laughing at salad is. I have a thing I say in my house where like I'll go to the grocery store every week and when I do my menu plan, I try, I really try to be healthy, but like sometimes if I can't think of a good vegetable to serve with a meal, I'll just say, oh, well, I'll make salad and then I buy the bag of salad and then it sits in the vegetable drawer Mm -hmm. and it rots unopened and then I throw it away and every time I throw it away, I say, salad is a lie, I tell myself. (laughs) Uh, So that's... But before that, we say... You don't win friends with salad. You don't win friends with salad. You don't win friends with salad. <laughs> oh, we were missing you, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> so I, I do feel that laughing at salad is, is just kind of a concept that appeals to women. It's like, yeah, salad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, when we get more information about those, uh, any, of that, any of that lineup or what's going on with Viacom, uh, we'll let you know. We'll pass along it. To you. Um, next up, I po- I posted up a couple of things from ScreenRant.com. Seeing as we spoke about uh, Lemony Snicket last week, if I'm not mistaken, and that the, the teaser trailer was kind of a downer, um, Netflix drops the first trailer for Series of Unfortunate Events Season 3, and it looks... I don't want to say more uplifting. Well, yeah, it looks more uplifting. It, it 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 
gives me the hope that the Baudelaire children may make it out of this alive. <laughs> Up until this point, I wasn't 110% sure. <laughs> Which is a strange thing to say about the lead characters that are children. So check that out. Um, looks like a lot of fun. I never really expected them to come out dead, but I certainly... I don't really know where this show is going, but I did. I was very excited by this trailer. I thought it was a the end of having the end of it was pretty sweet. <laughs> it was because I I've I I have finished watching season two. Like I said, I would, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it did end on a literal cliffhanger, mm. as in the Boulder layers were in a car being hurled off a cliff, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions. The, but like I said before, like they just keep killing all the likable characters. But uh, the woman with the dragonfly wings is is an interesting uh, an interesting prospect. And of course, the Baudelaire is actually meeting Lemony Snicket, which because I've never read the books, I don't know where this goes. I have no idea how this ends. So I'm pretty excited to see where where it all where it all ends up. They're doing. A, I I mean, they seem to be doing a good job. It look it's it's. For the subject matter that it is, it is an engaging show. So, um, Agreed. Next up from ScreenRant.com, the Umbrella Academy first look trailer, a super dysfunctional family. I, okay, I don't remember seeing anything else about the Umbrella Academy up until this trailer. And just this trailer alone, I am like super jazzed to see where, what wh I want to see this. And I did not expect that. Um, Ellen Page, Robert Sheehan, Mary J. Blige, Tom Hopper, Emma, Emmy Raven Lamp Lampman, and Aiden Gallagher. They're they're the the children from the Umbrella Academy, which is based off of a graphic novel or a comic series about a bunch of children that have superpowers that are adopted by the same guy and made to do things it's a dark darkly com comedic take on the superhero genre wasn't this written by like the dude from my chemical romance or yes something? yes yes god every and week and when we were me and evan used to work in a comic book store and there would always be like a teenage girl coming into the store and be like, "Do you have Umbrella Academy? Umbrella Academy from the guy from My Chemical Romance?" <laughs> As if it was like by Brian K. Vaughn or something. Yes. Like could be confused with something like that. Yeah, it's like just say the guy's name. It's okay. <laughs> no, no. Just, his name is Gerard Way. That's it, Gerard Way. So, and it was a very popular series. It still is, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Clearly, it's getting made into a TV show. I, I am, I am incredibly curious to see how this this turns out. Um, some more, some more screen ranting. Um, I don't know how. Okay, so Chris, you had made comment about the fact that some of the animes coming to Netflix were making you a little nervous because you know they're doing the live action and you're not 100 percent sure how that's going to pan out. Um. Netflix is is doing a new Ghost in the Shell anime series, mm -hmm. and apparently they are turning the animation up to eleven. So, it I don't know if these are actually images from the show, but I I think this is interesting. I am curious because I like there are very few animes that I've actually watched 
this is one of them that I you know I've seen and enjoyed. Uh, Amusingly enough, I have not. Interesting. Never watched Ghost in the Shell, but I do know that them making new Ghost in the Shell is a. Uh, they're not the first to do it. I think there was like a second layer of Ghost in the Shell not that long ago. Well, they did when the I say movie. Not that long ago. They did the movie. Wasn't with, there? Wasn't with there Black a second Widow. anime in like the late nineties uh, or something? No. I mean, not when I say not that long ago, okay. I mean not like the eighties. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know. Um. <laughs> Standalone complex? Isn't that it? Maybe. Yeah. Sounds Maybe familiar. Um. Okay. So. what really caught my eye about this is that they're bringing this uh, Neon Genesis and a new Ultraman animated series and when I read that my brain went Ultraman you know what that is but you can't it's not readily accessible you have to do more research and then I looked at it and this was that the Ultraman was the I don't I don't know if it was before or after the Power Rangers, but it was I believe Ultraman is way older okay. than the Power Rangers. But it is the dude in a Power Rangers esque suit to make you know, type of thing, fighting a guy in a big foam monster costume. And I was like, Ah, I remember this and now they're doing it properly and making it animated. Let's see how this pans out. So that was another thing about this article that interested me. <laughs> I never thought that I would actually, you know, be engaged with anime. It was never my cup of tea, but a lot of stuff coming to the to the Netflix is is is, is mildly interesting to me. Well, that's the great thing about anime is that it's uh, it is as I guess broad as TV itself. Yeah, <laughs> it's all over the place, and yeah, there's very very there are many different flavors of anime. This is true. And finally, another one from Screen... I see, like, I hit a, a, a website and I just start reading all of the articles. Um, ScreenRant.com also brings <coughs> us the information that Amazon is adapting refrigerator monocle, mo- monocles, ah, monologues <laughs> for a female-led TV show. Now, I had no idea what this was. So it's a female-led superhero television show. Um, I, when I read that title, I was like, well, this is interesting. Let me read more. And apparently there was a book or a a novella written, uh, called the refrigerator monologues, which was about all of the characters, the female characters in comics that get knocked off in service to the male heroes. And apparently this show is going to take place in dead town where it's like an alternate universe where all of those characters or those female characters are now there being the superheroes. I'm interested. Cool. Sign, yes. sign me up because I want to see how they what they do with this. Um, Pilot for Dead Town will be developed by Shauna Cross. Um, she is responsible for Whip It, uh, which was a roller derby movie um and unfortunately bad santa too <laughs> but hey you can't win them all um and what to expect when you're expecting uh which 
is a surprisingly amusing movie. I saw the trailer for that movie and I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And and then like I watched it. Okay. Because, you know, you you know, some days you just have time and you're like, Okay, let's see how fucking bad this thing is. Does it And it ra- really wasn't. It was <laughs> it was one of those that surprised me and it was like, Okay, this is actually funny and like interesting and um not insulting. So and I think that's probably down to the fact that it was done by a woman, which I didn't know at the time. Funny you should mention that. That like okay, so last night I was I was trying to flip through to turn on a movie to to fall asleep to because I that's how I roll, and I realized that I have the movie uh, Gods of Egypt, but the copy that I have is is very bad quality. So I said I have to I have to get this better so I can watch it, and. My lovely significant other very calmly looked at me and went, why? (laughs) And I said, I'm pretty sure it's horrific, but I need to know for sure. (laughs) It's a weird thing. So I understand that need. There it is. Um, That's all the news that's fit for us to talk about for this week. Chris, got a spiel for me? Oh, sure. (laughs) Oh, sure. What am I going to do? I'm going to read this. And it's going to say you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook, both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. And Karen, where can these wonderful people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can the rest of these wonderful people find you? Geek8 underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. Karen. Oh, you're welcome. Karen, it is your turn <coughs> to, to, to continue our, our Christmassy goodness. What's the homework for next week? Indeed it is. Um, I have been on a West Wing kick, uh, so I would like to uh, dive into the first season of The West Wing, episode 10, entitled Enix Chelsea's Deo. Very good. So just a little, little, what is that, like the show information? Inside Baseball. Inside Baseball. Um, for the next couple of weeks, uh, all right, th- we're doing you a favor, just so you understand. So you get content wow. every week. <laughs> Coming right out right. with it. <laughs> Throwing it out there. You're welcome. You're welcome, people. No, listen, we like talking about television. We appreciate you guys listening. So for for the next couple of weeks, we are going to do minis. Um, we're just going to talk about our chosen episodes. We will not be doing any news. And here's the behind baseball kind of thing. It's because we're going to be recording them all at in one day so we can't make up the news <laughs> for the future we probably yeah we, we record probably on could. mondays <laughs> and you know christmas eve and new year's eve are both on mondays this this year so we're just going to go ahead and not record on those nights that sounds i mean that's a fantastic plan we have already chosen our episodes but you will get your homework on a weekly basis as always um <clears throat> but being the trooper that karen is we are still going to be 
choosing and and sharing the news between us and we will get that stuff up on our twitter feed so that you can be a part of what we are there it is so this week's homework once again west wing season one episode 10 in excelsius deo and that's all we got people thank you so much for listening from all of us here at this week's episode i'm evan i'm karen thanks dad good night And this concludes our broadcast day.